Father God, we recognize the war. It continues all around us, Father, and we pray for divine protection for all the people who are carried up into, drawn into this war, both in the world and in the spirit, Father God. All of us, we're desperate for your protections, your deliverances, and the revelation of your love and truth, Lord God. And we declare that your will be done, O God, on earth, even as it's being done and declared in heaven. And we pray Deliver us from the evil one and lead us not into temptation. Thy kingdom come. Lord, let your kingdom come, come soon, come quickly, and come for those ready. Lord, let there be many ready to receive your kingdom and and be prepared to be received by you. I thank you, Lord God, for the power you've given us over all the power of the enemy, uh, the power of love, the power of that weapon of love to dispel and defeat the spirits of fear and terror and dread and torment, Father God, in the lives, in the physical lives, the emotional lives, the relationships of the people, Lord God. Bring divine healing, even through these words, divine revelation, encouragement, joy. Ignite us, Lord God, into the passion and the compassion that you have for us, Lord God. I thank you that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds, Lord God, taking captive every thought and making them subject to the obedience of Christ, that we will not dwell on fear and negativity and murmuring, but we will take down those strongholds and declare, Thy will be done, O God. And I thank you for divine protection. I thank you, Lord God, that you raise up your people, raise up the remnant. Lord, you said in the last days, they will know you are my disciples by the love you have for one another. So let us go with that and be encouraged and be victorious even in what looks like a t- total mess uh, out there where no, no victory is possible for anyone. Let you be victorious in us and us in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're continuing to talk about love. What yeah. about love? What about love? Yeah. What about love? And we talked about last time, we mentioned that the realizing, realizing God's love for us, mm-hmm. right? It takes a revelation. Oh, the pages of the scriptures are full of the love of God. You know, for God so love for us, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting yeah. life. Mm-hmm. So we've got this. God demonstrates Romans five nine. God demonstrates His love for us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for mm-hmm. us. And so, um, well, I think one of the this is so. Yeah, what we have is we have the pages of Scripture talk about God's love for us. I have loved you with an everlasting love, but yet somehow that it stays on the off. page. It's in the mind, mm-hmm. in our brain, but it doesn't really get to saturate our being. That's right. That knowing, first of all, you know, God is love and that we are loved yes, by exactly. him that mm-hmm. that knowing that permeates our entire being oftentimes is lacking that that knowing that we're loved drives out the lack of uh, of of confidence we have 
in ourselves or it drives out self-condemnation. It drives out um, the, the fear that holds us back or compromises us or, or causes us to falter and, and not be speak with the authority that God has given us to speak because we, we're, we're double-minded. We're going with being uh, beat up with our experiences and we, we fail or we falter in being consistent in following and knowing. I guess the word is absolutely, the word is knowing, not thinking and feeling. But let me read a scripture real quick out of Matthew, one of my favorites um, that talk about the love of Jesus. And, you know, we see so, Jesus doing so many things in the Gospels that it's hard to simplify it or reduce it down to something very basic. But what everything he did, you know, dying on the cross, um, healing the sick, cleansing the, re- the lepers, raising the dead, um, everything he did uh, cast, was to show or demonstrate his compassion. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 through 38, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, teaching in their religious centers, preaching the gospel of what? The kingdom, not the old word, uh, law, legalism. You know, yes, he read the Torah, I'm sure, when it was his turn, but he also was bringing in the concepts of the kingdom of God, the preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. And this is a big deal healing the blindness, healing the physical blindness, healing their their crippled bodies, healing their broken relationships, healing their healing hope, bringing them into the place of hope. But when he saw the multitudes, and he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. He himself was moved with sorrow, sadness, compassion, a desire to help because they were weary and scattered like sheep with no shepherd. Well, that's exactly where it's been always and where it still is. People are scattered, anxious, having no shepherd, not having a leader they can trust. And he said to the disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into his harvest. So that his everything Jesus did was with passion and compassion. And, and that's what made him real. It wasn't lip service. It wasn't like you said. It wasn't something we did. He understood in his mind, he had, you know, legal, uh, legally or religiously, uh, or literally that he had to do something. He actually was heart. His heart was totally involved in what he was doing. Yeah, it was. It wasn't <laughs> carrying out some cold, cold religious assignment. Duty, mm-hmm. You know, but he was moved with compassion. The word there, it's basically like deep in his guts. We could say it. Mm-hmm. There was a, a deep wrenching, a movement from the deep passion and agony you, yeah. that was in him toward the people. Can you imagine? And, and toward the people, because he saw that they were so vulnerable. Sheep without a shepherd mm-hmm. in those days, vulnerable. They're vulnerable to lions and bears and wolves, and they're scattered. They're helpless. Yeah, and they one, were vulnerable one, to, one, tra- to One translation uh, of that passage says they were harassed and helpless mm-hmm. like sheep without a shepherd. When you look at the original meaning of that, it's basically like they were so discouraged and downcast that they were just ready to throw themselves down on the ground and die. And this is what's happening is in, where our, we are. in our world. Mm-hmm. We have every, we have last, in, in last year, there were recorded that we know of at least 50,000 suicides in the United States. You know, people are really 
ready to die. Just giving up. Giving up, feeling that there is no hope. So why not just end it all? But that doesn't really solve anything. I think what's happening too is either they, they, they realize the terror of there being no hope and the bleak outcomes. And if they don't know God, obviously there's no positive end to their life. And there's no purpose for living and continuing a miserable life. So they do want to just exit. But the thing is that, you know, the, the the reason we are here is because of the love of God. We are here. He abides in us. So he continues to love the people and want us to help him show compassion, move with compassion for them. And the compassion of Christ is what will bring healings, bring physical healings, bring deliverances, bring the revelation of truth that sets us free bring the revelation of love and so but we have to have that revelation first ourselves and i believe the revelate the word revelation really means you get it you know it's the knowing lights go on yeah <laughs> uh and it says in first john chapter uh, 4 verse 16 for and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. This is, if you know that. Known and believed. Yeah. That this is, this is. Uh, I believe what this means the, is. The ep, I think the word there is like epinosis, which means there is a, a deep knowing. It's not an mm-hmm. intellectual knowing. It's a knowing that just uh, knowing permeates that you know your that entire you know. being. It's yeah. a knowing that you know that you know. So here he's got known and believed. I believe the believing comes out of our soul, mind, will, and emotions. So finally we're convinced that God is good, God is true, God loves us. But the knowing part comes from our spirit, his spirit bearing witness with our spirit. So on both in both softwares, your old soul software and your new spirit software, they're both coming together together and there's no more doubt there's no more discussion there's no more uh back talk from your soul as to well if god is so good then why is this happening and i prayed and it didn't happen and blah 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 there's no more back talking because your mind will and emotions your soul also believes what you already know and you know that god loves us this is this is uh, this, this is courageous because you have to com- compassion and courage you have to go forward in knowing that you know what you know even when everybody else thinks you're nuts and they think you're crazy and they don't see it and they, they, and they want to, you know, double, you know, they're double-minded and they want to curse you for it. But Jesus went out knowing he knew the Father. That's why he could do what he did. He, know, he knew the love of God and he knew that he could heal people because he knew it was the Father's will to heal them. So he was just, just going with what God the Father wanted him to do and he just did it and God the Father healed him because that was God's heart to heal the people that were scattered like sheep with no shepherd. In Ephesians uh, chapter uh, 4, verse 15, it says that we're, sp- we're to be speaking the truth in love. All right? Speaking the truth in love. Bringing the truth to people mm-hmm. is an expression of love. It's not just accepting whatever. It's not self-righteous. Wishy-washy, whatever. I love you no matter or, or, what. Or bringing the truth, Jerry, is not just like, Okay, I know more than you do. You got to listen to me. I got it right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's my truth versus your. It's really bringing the truth, which brings righteousness, peace, and joy, is love. Mm-hmm. Bringing them hope, bringing them the opening. The truth opens the door for love to come in. Well, in many ways, love is is not popular. People say they want love. They want to know love. It's rare, but it's rare. In other words, because love means that you speak the truth. You speak the truth in love. 
because you care about people, you want people to know the truth, but in so many ways, truth spoken in love is rejected. Right. Example, supreme example, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He brought the truth. He brought true love from the Father. He was and the truth. And people cried out, crucify him, crucify him. And Paul said it too. Let's he said, he said the, Paul said, the more I love, mm-hmm. the less I be loved. And then he said, if, have I become your enemy? Because, because I, tell, I tell you the truth. Yeah. So it's like, you know, don't confuse me with the truth, right? Don't. Well, um, because the truth in this world is, is made to look like uh, what what Satan wants it to look like. It's looking like, and he promotes lies and addresses them up to look like truth. And so we get very confused. So, but the love of God is simple. It's, it has never changed. It is the whole reason we're here for God so loved the world that he created the world. He so loved the world that he gave himself a family. He called us unto himself. He appointed us to be his sons and daughters. He adopted us. He, and, and he receives us back into the family, even though we've been scattered. And it's just like Satan is trying to do everything he can to just destroy God's family. And yet we, by the power of the Holy Spirit, are still kept into that love. And, you know, I, I just want to just pause or just think something very exciting that, you know, there is an end to this misery down here. There is an end to the lies. There is an end to the, the trickery, the treachery, the betrayal. There is an end to the abandonment. There is an end to the sickness. There is an end to the pain. And that end is coming and I think it's drawing nearer and nearer every day, even though we're going through great birth pains right now, and we will see extreme tumult in the world through these next upcoming wars uh, that we're already maybe even engaged in, uh, and they will draw, they will pull us. It's like we got caught on this conveyor belt, and we're being pulled helplessly, if you will, into this hopper where we're going to be brought into a cauldron of, of war and, and rumors of wars. And but this is to proceed. This is for the coming, the restoration of the return of the king. I know some people can't handle it. They kind of check out. They just want to not know anything. They just want to pretend like everything's okay. Everything's going back to normal. I can just have my cake and eat it too. And there's no um, there's no reasons for urgency. There's no reasons for changing my life's direction. There's no reason for me considering the word of God. Uh, but but for us who know, Jesus Christ is coming back, and he's coming back for his bride. And, and you know, there are even people who have been aware of these things. You know, God has brought much revelation through his people. Different people see this. people, Other people see that. Other people add this. And it's all becoming a complete picture of Jesus Christ coming back for his bride, coming back for the church, the remnant of those who believe. But that's just an aside. That is hope. That is, the, that is part of the reason that we're urgent here to know the love of God and to bring healing and miracles and deliverances to the broken people because that's what they have to need. That's what they need right now. Well, Jesus sent us into this world. He sent his people. He said, go into all the world. Mm-hmm. Go to all nations. Make disciples of all nations of the peoples. And, you know, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. And he said, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. So we have a a, a mandate. We hear, hear, we hear about mandates mm-hmm. and uh, executive orders and stuff. Well, this is the, great, this, the greatest of executive orders to his people. Mm-hmm. It's not an option. Right. It's an order. 
go into all the world, you know, being led by my spirit, go into the go in the love of God. Jesus said, by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. And that's being challenged so much these days. There's so much division and scrapping and conflict, even among believers. Mm-hmm. But um, because we just, everybody's got their own little view and their own theological right. slant. But, th- but he says, basically, you know, if if we don't have love among one another, uh, then are we his disciples? That's right, because love unifies us, even in our differences and our diversities of the gifts and, and, and talents and percep- perceptions. But in, it, we can do all these things, too. And here's the other side of that, just a second, uh, to bring that to, to, to light, is that we can do a lot of humanitarian things and promote social justice and give fee- people things to eat and drink and and we can do a lot of things he says in verse uh, th- chapter 13 though i speak with the tongue of men and of angels and have not mm-hmm. love i have not i have become a sounding brass and a clanging symbol first corinthians 13 and though yes. i have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though i have all faith so that i can remove mountains but do not have love in other words you can have faith you can have prophecy you can understand mysteries if you don't have love mixed with it you've got nothing he said i can give all my goods to the poor and give my body, my very body, to be burned for my cause. And people have. They've given their bodies to be burned for their causes, whatever they were. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and they don't have love, and it profits nothing. So all of these external, you know, physical things that we do, we can do them out of love and compassion and tender mercy for the pre- people, which I pray we do. Or they can actually be done for the wrong reasons and miss the whole value and, and, and merit of doing it for the love of God and in the love of God. So just to be aware that this is not about God getting his whole church out there busy doing good deeds. The good deeds and the good fruit and the hope and the peace come through the love and the compassion of Jesus Christ, which really then makes the difference. You know, um, why do we give a cup of cold water? Because we love them. That's good. We're not turning away people who run around here and there and risk their lives to go feed the poor and and, and bring their, their help into disaster areas. No, that's not what we're saying, but we're saying doing it with the love of God because God loved you because you put yourself in their shoes and you said, this could be me and I would like somebody to do this for me, so I'm going to do it for them, mm-hmm. you know. But back to what were you going to say in Ephesians? Weren't you going to? Yeah, Ephesians. I want to read it, Ephesians chapter 3, and I want to read it from the Amplified Bible. I want to start with... Um, Verse uh, 16 through verse 19. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your inmost being and personality. Wow. Isn't that something? Indwelling. Inmost being. The Holy Spirit. Inmost being and personality. Yeah. Verse 17, may Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on, on love. That, so he's saying love is our, is, is our roots, it's our, our foundation, foundation. For, mm-hmm. for everything. I mean, if a plant doesn't have roots, it dies. A tree doesn't have roots, it dies. Oh. And so, well, he says here, it dwell in our hearts through faith, 
faith believes that God is dwelling in our hearts and his good, but but our hearts, which were were deceitful above all else and desperately wicked, would still sometimes spew out miserable words and, and fear and condemnations to people and, and of ourselves. He wants that, that to be tra- changed so that the Christ that dwells in us is also causing our hearts to speak life and love and compassion and hope, not just for others, but for ourselves as well, so that our heart will not be used by Satan to betray us, to speak evil words out of our hearts. Because if Christ is dwelling in your heart, how can you speak anything but righteousness and truth mm-hmm. and love? Verse 18, that you may, okay, we're rooted deep in love mm-hmm. and founded securely on love. That love is our root, or our roots, our foundation. Verse 18, that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, and experience of that, the experience of that love. So the experience of that love, what is the breadth and length and height and depth of it? Now here, here's verse 19. This is really a It's not one. just a flat thing. It's a volume thing. It's, there's height and depth. It's a... It's not, it's a three-dimensional thing, not a not a two-dimensional yeah, thing. Yeah. That you may really come, verse 19 now. Listen carefully. That you may really come to know practically mm-hmm. through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. That you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. So this goes beyond uh, reasoning or rationalizing or head knowledge. This is permeating our very being. It's, a, it's the energizing or the anointing. It's the life force in us that compels us it goes beyond knowledge. You know, knowledge is important. Knowing things is important. But we're filled with the fullness of God. That's amazing. The fullness of God. God, God there's a lot to God. He's got a lot in him. He's got a lot of understanding, peace, power, a lot of passion, a lot of desire. He wants to express his fullness to us. And I think this is part of what healing the sick becomes. The fullness of God, God's passion, compassion, desire, to heal that person or to receive that healing yourself comes from knowing that God loves you, that God's love for us is bigger than Satan's demand and fear and torment and symptomizing and persecuting and terrifying our bodies, our minds, and our souls, and persecuting us through reprogramming us in every which way, including in our sleep and our dreams. God is bigger than that. So right now, we'll just stop for a second. May the the revelation of the love of God permeate your mind, your heart, your soul, your spirit, your physical body to drive out that spiritual, physical sickness, disease, that Mm. autoimmune disease, that that conflict or conflict you have in your mind and between your body, your, your, your autoimmune system turning against you. We break the curse of that division, that divination in your body to cause your immune system to become uh, twisted and used against you. We forbid it. We command that your immune system come back into the full revelation that you are good. 
loved by God, that you are one and complete and not divided against yourself. We bind that spirit of division that creates disease in Jesus' name, whether it's in a cancerous situation, whether it's in a mysterious biological, physiological situation, whether it's in a rare disease, whether it's in an attack on your heart, people who are dying with heart attacks, brokenhearted. Father, we forbid it. Heal those brokenhearted people that their little physical hearts may also be joyful and return to doing what they're supposed to do. May the livers not be overwhelmed with all the sludge and garbage and violence and and toxins and poisons and disappointments that it has to detoxify. May the liver be cleansed and purified by the love of God, the word of God in their bodies. May these things, these toxins be flushed out Mm. now in Jesus' name, according to the word of God. May the Holy Spirit go through your physical body and highlight any place where there's a dysfunction or a division or dissension, something that's not in unity with itself, that's causing your mind, your mind to be in torment, whether it's broken, schizophrenic, uh, cracked, uh, fissured, fractured, uh, run by a demonic stronghold in the name of Jesus. We command those strongholds in your mind that create mental torment and mental uh, deception and addictions. We bind you enemies in the name of Jesus Christ who are dividing this house. You have no right to be there. You're trespassing on the property, the temple property of the Most High God. We command every sickness, every addiction, every foul thought, every spirit of lust, every spirit of, of weakness, infirmity, unbelief, despair, unloving spirits, get out. We come against you in the name of Jesus Christ in each body, each soul, each mind to bring complete restoration of body, soul, and spirit to this person that they will wake up, become alive. You'll reignite their emotions, their passion, compassion to rise up, body of Christ. Rise up, remnant. Rise up, those of you who have been saved through grace and faith in Jesus Christ. Rise up and take your place now. You don't have to be sick anymore. Let the sickness go to hell and let the weakness and infirmities go to hell and be walk now. Walk. Get up and walk like the guy that was paralyzed had to be carried in by his friends. Jesus said, rise up and walk. And we just pray and declare physical, emotional healings now all over the place for everybody who needs one that's listening to this broadcast. You be healed in the name of Jesus Christ for the glory of God because Jesus Christ loves you and God the Father wants you well. And I release, Lord, in your life that full and clear, powerful revelation Uh of the love of Jesus Christ for you. That you will know it, not only know it in your mind and in your heart, but that you will be, like we read, your entire being will be saturated with the love and Mm -hmm. the power of God. Because in this world, this cold, desperate world, we have to have, you and I have to have the life life of God, Mm -hmm. the love of God, in order to not only take care of ourselves, Lord, but then to express it to the people that are just so desperate and bound and brokenhearted. Lord, may your love come through us. Mm -hmm. Your practical, powerful love be released through us to the people around us. May we not be afraid to sacrifice. May we not be afraid to be inconvenienced because it's not about convenience. It's about demonstration. It's about you coming. It's about your revelation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're coming soon. And we 
We had, there are so many people to be rescued, and you show us, Lord. Show us the ones that we are able to, to, to meet, Lord, that we in our world, in our family, that need your love and your grace. Show us how to do it. Even Let us not be discouraged by the fact that they have rejected us time and time again. But, Lord, may we speak the truth, Lord, and not be uh, uh, taken up with uh, not taking account of wrong against us because we've Jesus. stood for you. Yes, Lord. And, God, you know <clears throat> confession is good for the soul. Admitting that we were tricked, admitting we believe lies, admitting we were being persuaded by the enemy, by the spirits, the protectors, demons, the false benefactors, the lust and lies of the world. So when you're cleaning your house, you can't just bring in new things like the love of God and the revelation of his love and compassion. You can't just bring in new things without getting rid of the old things. So there's room for the new things. Jesus said you can't put new wine into old wineskins. You can't bring all of this good stuff into a soul that's still tied up with agreements made with the devil, um, tied up with fear, tied up with uh, condemnation, self-condemnation. Those things have no place in the, in the temple of God. God abides with us. The Spirit of God abides with us in, in this messy house, but he doesn't like it, and he wants us. And so confession is like throwing out the junk, getting rid of it, taking it to the dump, throwing out the unbelief, the, the lies that we believe, the, the false uh, hopes, and, and bringing hope to our souls and our spirits. You know, our spirits need to be healed too. That broken heart, deep grief and mm -hmm. great sorrow mm -hmm. break the spirit. And God wants to heal your spirit as well as your soul, as well as your body, body, soul, and spirit. He wants us all together well and strong. And so we command that deep grief and great sorrow and disappointment and longstanding uh, frustration, sickness, illness, whatever it is, we command those spirits to be removed from your spirit and from the brokenhearted, that that spirit of disappointment and frustration and double-mindedness and the unloving spirits be cast out so the love of God can come into your body, come into your soul, come into your spirit, come into the members of your body, restore the functions and the frequencies and the vibrations and the cells and the life of your body be restored through the love that God has for you. This is the prayer of healing. This is the power of the love of God to see it in action, to see it heal people and set them free. In 2 Corinthians 5.14 in the Amplified Bible, Paul is saying that the love of Christ constrains us. That's what it says like in the New King James. Mm -hmm. Constrains us. In the Amplified Bible, the word constrain there, it means that the love of Christ controls us and urges us and impels us. Amen. And so that we will recognize, in order to demonstrate God's love to other people, we have to know it for ourselves. Right, and God does not want us to give place to, to growing weary, um, uh, not to give place to weariness or, bro or, or defeat. Um, how does that scripture go? Weary and well doing, do not become do weary. Do not become weary and well doing. And well doing, for in due, due season we shall, we shall also reap, reap if, if we, we do, do not, not faint. Faint or lose heart. Yes. So, Father God, today we mm. command the spirits of faint heartedness, that the spirit of the enemy that has tried to grip, and especially those who are called to be lights, to be bright lights, he's tried to cap their light, 
and, and snuff it out, Lord God. But we declare that those lights will burst into brilliance and put light in the darkness and that you will rejuvenate our physical bodies by the prayer of faith, by the confession. He says, if you confess your faults one to another and pray one for another, you'll be healed. So confession is part of deliverance and healing. So Father God, give us courage to throw out the junk, cast out the lies, the things we've believed in, the things we've held to that are not correct, that are not according to your word. Cast them out and bring in the new, the revelation of your love, your joy, your peace, your goodness, your truth and righteousness. Father, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And you have a seminar coming up. Yes, I do, actually. Uh, Bewitched, um, It's uh, we also have uh, other things coming. But Bewitched is on October 28th at New Hope, Minnesota, uh, 9220 Bass Lake Road. Check out our website for more details or Eventbrite. And so um, we also have a lot of other things. Be praying for us. We're setting captives free. The intensives begin again in November. On the 26th of November, we're having our first six, seven-day intensive up in a North, uh, um, Northwood Salvation, Northwood Army, Salvation Camp. Army Camp. And th- that cost is $250. And so if you know people who need deliverance from addictions, they've been through treatment, they've been through a lot of things that didn't work, um, get them up there and we pray with them, we teach them, we feed them, we deliver them, we love them, and they get set free. So that's, again, that's the November 26th through December 2nd, $250. For more information, you can call um, uh, or contact Lost Sheep Ministries International. Go to their website uh, and, and call Dave, or you can use um, our 612-618-5947 number here, 612-618-5947. God bless you, and have an awesome, healed joyful day. I have an emergency. What is your location? Rescue Radio. Because there's a war for your soul.